This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Once again, joined by Malka LaBelle from the Green Gen Co. GreenGenCompany.com is where you can find more great green ideas. Melka, how are things today on uh, what seems to be like a gorgeous day where you are? It is. I am staring at the uh, Lake Okanagan, which is my happy place, and uh, it couldn't be more beautiful. Awesome. And I love the topic that we're starting off with today because I am uh, just as confused as you seem to be about this. And, and we're talking about why the black market is still operating in plain sight and getting away with it. I often wonder about these online companies that uh, pop yeah. up and, and I think that's easier to or harder to track down when it's online, but you're actually talking about physical spaces. Yeah, in plain sight along a major highway that RCMP are driving on uh, like in the same kilometer stretch. Uh, so uh, I have no idea. Like, I mean, we're out, we're out here every year, and apparently this is in all parts of the province, particularly in and out of this region, I've heard. Um, but honestly, they're like, you know, they look like pop-up shops, I guess is the best way to describe it. Atco-style trailers or small buildings that don't look very permanent, um, you know, just off the side of the highway. they got lots of signage. I mean, it's not permanent signage, but you can definitely see and pretty, tell pretty quick what they're doing and what they're selling. Um, you know, we, <laughs> checking them out, you see they're very much like traditional head shops. They have a, you know, a person that clearly knows the product. <laughs> so talking about the wonderful sense and where it's grown and weighing it on scale so you can see how much it actually is. It was crazy. Like, I was like, this is, I was both awed, amazed, shocked, and abhorred all at the same time. <laughs> You know, I once, this was pre-legalization, went to Victoria and went into a, uh, um, I guess, yeah, I'd call it a, a head shop at the time. It was some sort of uh, medical form that I had to fill out. But anyway, right. it was the same thing. They had that, and and I bought these giant joints compared to the you know some of the pre rolls that you can get now. These were were giant, but that was pre legalization. So I you know I I kind right. of understood, and I was I was glad that it was there. I'm so surprised that this is happening, and shocked that these places are still allowed to run. Yeah, it sounds like they're like I don't know what the word is, but they're they're quite well organized. The sense you know. I mean, they're not using debit, you know, they're not using debit at the door, like some of the, um, the online and delivery dispensaries are. So like there's in, you know, where I'm from in Calgary, you can Google, you know, Calgary, you know, pot delivery and get 50, you know, hits, uh, all organized in lovely apps that tell you how long they take, what their menus are. They, they're literally mixed in with the legal retailers, like on these, on these apps. So from a consumer standpoint, they, the consumer's education level on the topic is they don't necessarily know that, that any of this is illegal. The only way you would actually really know that what you were buying or what you were participating in was a, a black market activity was it doesn't have an excise stamp, like the tax stamp, which is on legal products. 
or and it doesn't have the packaging, which has no information about it as well. So, like from a consumer perspective, they would have no idea. And the question for me is, well, like, so how is this perpetuating? Because um, there there should be an incentive to bring them down, you know, to close this side of the business. Um, but my question is, why isn't that happening? You know, if it's so easily out in the open like it is, my hypothesis is that, like, either the punishment is not that severe, because really, if you look into the laws, like, what is it? It's, you have more than a certain amount of possession per person. Like, everyone can carry up to 30 grams a, 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 on person at any time. So it becomes a matter of, okay, so if you have three people in this building or this ASCO trailer and there's, you know, three times 30, then as long as you're under that, so you don't have a possession issue. Right. I guess it's a transaction thing. Well, what's the, I don't know what the strictest, what the laws are around, you know, trafficking now that there's the, it's part of it is legal. So I guess it's sort of like this, this maybe a loophole, I don't know, or the enforcement, just, you know, the local RCMP or whatever, they just don't care. They don't have, there aren't enough stakes in it for them i'm not sure or maybe they're in on it. i have no idea but it seems really bizarre yeah you know i i once watched a documentary um and and it was about uh it, the the legalization or or um whatever the rules were in new york and it wasn't really legal you could grow it and you could smoke it, um, but you couldn't buy it. And um, I think it, I think it was New York State. So what this guy was doing was selling T-shirts and then throwing in like an eighth, whatever. Right. What, they, what the person or pizza per, boxes. right? Yeah, you know, like what? <laughs> like if I charge you forty dollars for this T-shirt, and then also there's like a quarter ounce of weed in there. Well, that yeah. you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm gifting you that weed because you, know, you purchased a T-shirt. That's how people sometimes get around it, I guess. I know. Well, this place, there was no t-shirt. <laughs> Anyways, but you know what? Here's the thing is that I think the people that are doing that, first of all, they're, they're they were pioneers at one time and now they're just blatantly, they're doing something very blatant, but we need those people on the legal side. So this is, this is my approach to this is this is, they aren't doing anything wrong in the sense that, you know, they know and love the plant that they which they sell they're passionate salespeople. they're passionate bud tenders they know their product knowledge really well but what they need is a pathway to make it legal they probably have no idea how to become a legal entity and that's the problem there is that doesn't exist there is no manual on how to go from the legacy side to the legal side i mean we've talked about some of the case studies where of clients that i'm working with that have done that but in looking at what those operators and growers really need is you know a promise that they get to do what they love that are and they're kept safe like they're not going to get thrown under the bus right for past activities or whatever and they're compensated well so that they don't turn around and fall out the back, back door so i think that if we somehow created a society or a structure that had some bridges and some and some safety that just made it appealing and incentivized that group to do it on the legal side instead of the illegal side i think that's really what it all that it's going to take i think so i think there's um there's a lot of potential um out there right now in the gray market uh, that that could be used uh, in the legal market and and I, you know i hope that transition continues to happen and you know um bridges are built to uh, uh, to be able to bring some of those people over not obviously not everybody but uh, there are a lot of people doing a lot of good things 
in that space. All right, let's move on to change makers. And uh, I'm really loving this. I checked out the website, herbalgoods.life. Um, these, um, I guess you just call them, uh, just beautiful joints. That's the only thing uh, that's the first thing I see when I, when I pop that website up, uh, I'm really excited about this company. Yeah. So this, so my, uh, existence with these, what I know about these guys is that, you know, they've sort of found this bizarro niche of simplicity and really cool urban like design, like from a, like from a visually appealing standpoint but also simplicity and like the simple things in life, you know, and looking at trends. So like one of the things that I, you know, do is in my, in my industry is my industry is I look at what's the up and coming trends, the, the mega trends or the whatever, like that's part of the intelligence that I like to understand. And one of the really big categories in the space is all about like, um, it's called uh, approachable luxury. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not having the, the 20 foot yacht, but it's like, being in a small sailboat and getting the same experience, but you don't own a 20 foot yacht. So this is the concept is these are these little, the pre-roll cone. So it doesn't actually have any cannabis in it. It's literally just a smoking accessory, which means it has, it doesn't have any of the barriers or costs involved with having a legal cannabis product. And because our world is so moving so fast and things are so crazy and hectic, this is the sort of an implement of simplicity that literally helps you slow the pace down. And we all know that cannabis, for a lot of people, that's what they use it for. They use it to, to slow their mind down, to focus. But this is almost like a, a beautiful wrapping paper and enhances the experience because it's an all-natural, it's called an ebony leaf cone that has um, is hand-tied and has a corn husk filter. So it, there's no glue, there's no like additives. Um, so Herbal Goods Go, they just make herbal simple goods, very simple things. And this is one of them that just really makes your, when you're using it, it's so simple, it's not expensive, but it really helps you slow down and gives you that feeling of luxury in a small cost and small like outlay or, of, of things, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I love the uh, look of, of these. And uh, so, you know, you just, uh, I guess this is something that, uh, um, like retail outlets would uh, might want to bring into to their uh, system, and then you know listeners of this uh, podcast can go out and find them because uh, there you know there's lots of different uh, you know from from the uh, simplest uh, uh, rolling papers uh, to these beautiful wrapped cones uh, that are, yeah. uh, are 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 you know something that um, you know I, I look at and I think uh, you know what I I have a, a beautiful uh, barbecue plan for Friday night after it. I'm going to have one of these as a nice celebration because they just look so special. Yeah, it's like, you're right. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's an implement or it's an item to elevate the experience. It doesn't cost a lot. Uh, it will be available in stores across the country. I know their distribution is, is heading out there. And right now um, they're looking, you can buy them online from their website, like packs of five. I think they come in for oh, cool. on their website. Um, yeah, you can buy them just re- regular B to C, like retail channels or other online, and they'll be available, yeah, in stores hopefully very soon. So it's just a, a simple way to, you know, slow the experience down. It's not complicated. It doesn't mean you have to roll. That's the other cool thing we talked about before. Rolling is hard for a lot of people. It's a cone. So you really just have to kind of sprinkle it in, you know, yeah, you and just, then just yeah. and that pack it down. Pack it down, And yeah. you're ready to go. Good to go. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, uh, these look really good. And I love the fact that you can uh, uh, order them in uh, five packs and that they'll be in stores uh, very soon. And the website is herbalgoods.life. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, trying those out uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is perfect for me. I'm not a roller. I use cones regularly. So exactly, I know exactly how to pack these and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, talk about what it means to be green. And today we're talking about the green field and the new opportunities that are out there for us right now. Yeah, so I am a big believer and optimist, right? Like I am a glass half um, full all the time. Even especially in this COVID time, I I feel that this this time that we're in, it's catalyst for change. Things are happening, not what we have expected. And I get up every day and literally am excited with how the, of the possibilities of the day. Like I don't even know what they are, but I'm just excited that they could exist. <laughs> so when I when I think about that, um, you know, we're we're really on this brink of a new world um, with COVID. We've now learned a couple of things. One of them is, is cannabis is going to be here to stay. It's not a passing fad, and it isn't just about getting high. We've now sort of learned it's an essential need for many people to function uh, without causing harm to themselves or others, which is key in part. Um, which other essential services may not have the same, like other excises like alcohol and tobacco may not have the same claim. Um, but I would like to say that, you know, the cannabis industry literally and figuratively is a green field of opportunity waiting to be unlocked. Um, there's so much that we just haven't even gotten to yet that it may happen in other countries, maybe not. We just don't even know. Like, it's so early. Um, and I, I, I talk, when I talk to people about, like, you know, understanding the industry as a, as a, on a macro level, you know, how does it look? And a lot of people talk about it looks maybe a commodity and all this stuff. And yeah, right. Okay. That, that is one way of thinking about it. Um, sure. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I think of it, like, you know, you know, the expression in Alberta, like Leduc number one, right? What mm-hmm. was Leduc number one, Dean? What's that? Sorry. Leduc number one. Do you know what Leduc number one was? I don't know what is. Oh, the the very first uh, oil, Derek, in uh, exactly. in Alberta or oil yes, site. Exactly. Yeah. So that was in the forties, right? Nineteen forties. Right. And at the time, you know, they were holy shit. We struck struck oil. Yeah. And it's everywhere. So we're in like you know three years after that of Leduc number one, which right, means that right. we're at the very beginning of a very massive changing the way we do everything kind of industry. And that's very exciting. And I, I, I use that as a frame of reference. Um, and I think that that is a much healthier way, a green way, um, but it's an exciting way to think about what's in front of us. Um, and I actually really found this cool website, uh, ideas.com, ideas, like H-I-D-H, mm-hmm. which is just a place where you can plug in your ideas. And people enter, it's not publicly shared, it's just sort of a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a chance to sort of get your ideas vetted or connected with people that can turn them into businesses. I think that's the concept. But it's like ideas are things that came to me. For me, I think of it as what, when I'm high, literally, I get all these crazy ideas, but sometimes I'll write them down or you know record them and like go back and like, wait, that wasn't so nuts. Like maybe this is something we could, if I could do. So I found this lesson. I was like, you know, it reminds me of like a box of chocolates. You just never know which which one you're going to get or which one's going to be the good one. Mm-hmm. So I think the greenfield opportunity right now, everything's on the table. We have a lot of ideas that are out there and none of them are bad. We just have to figure out what's commercial, what's good, and where the new opportunities are going to take us. 
Yeah, I, I like the concept. I was checking out that website, and there's like, you know, nobody seems afraid of uh, throwing something against the wall and see what sticks. Like, there is some, you know, really out there stuff, and since some really stuff that I think, wow, I think I think that's actually something that that could work. And um, you know, I I always go. This is a concept I used to use. So when I was in late night radio, I would get off the air at midnight. I would get home about twelve thirty. I would you know roll a joint. I would have uh, you know my relaxation joint. Uh, you know, and, and instead of a, a three fingers of whiskey or whatever it might have been back in the day for me, and I would start working on the next day's show. And I go by the the I guess the motto of uh you know write high edit sober so i would do all my a bunch of my prep work uh, while i was high then the next day i would get up and be like okay well this is uh, not going to work but this is really cool and you know some i i like you find a lot of creativity from cannabis and it's some you know some of my what i feel are some of my best ideas have come when i've consumed and that's what i love about this website highideas.com is that you know, no matter how out there you think it might be, somebody else might like it. Yeah, and, and the other thing is the research potential. Like, I think yes. it's not only for commercial purposes, but there's I think there's a section on there for you have a, something that you want to research using cannabis. Because now that it's legal, we could do that. Yeah. Like, a lot of it, you know? And sometimes there's people that are willing to put up the money because they believe that that's also the same goal, but they sort of need, a like, a push. Like, some say, yeah, we were interested in that, too. That's I don't think that's happening right now. Like where there's the research is very much academic still or happening by the LPs. But in this case, the research could lead to unlimited potential for the industries. And just coming up with a question, like what's the hypothesis here that we think cannabis can help with or not help with or whatever do, and then test it. And that's the kind of thing, the way that we need to start thinking is not what we can sell, but, What's, a, what's an assumption? What's a question? And then just pose it. And, and that's how the, I think that's going to draw more information and more ideas and more real true value from the industry than just getting hot. I love it. All right, Malka, go and enjoy hopefully a herbal goods wrap and come up with some more groundbreaking ideas uh, because I think cannabis is uh, the gateway to great ideas. That's what the way I think about it. And we will certainly chat next week. You can find uh, all the information you need at greengencompany.com. Thank you so much for uh, chatting with me again, Malka. Have a great week. Thanks, Dean. You as well.